Hi everyone, welcome to the Music of Life Church podcast. We are going to discuss the smoking episode. If you haven't heard it, please give it a listen. Uh, we're going to break down the episode so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. Pastor Joel is here with me. Hello. And we're already starting to get excited to commentate on it. Yeah. Uh, so great. Let's just jump in. PJ, you gave us the history and background of the topic. Anything you want to commentate with that? But honestly, for me, it was just hard not to use my own life experiences, the history behind smoking because of how many years I did. But mm. I really, the the part that really stood out to me was the comparing and contrasting to the cup of coffee where it's like, wait a minute, this was something that people and even doctors used as a stimulant for a reason to do it. It wasn't just like, I feel like everybody now gravitate. It's so easy to gravitate towards this reason of it's because you're addicted. You smoke because you can't quit. Like instantly going from smoking to massive addict issues, you know, gateway into many other things, which doesn't that kind of give us the, the, the reason this is an issue in the first place is, when you see someone smoking, you automatically consider them a smoker who is addicted to cigarettes. Right. That's why they smoke, because they're addicted. And it's interesting. I mean, you know, like looking into the, like different European countries and stuff like that. Like I know personally, well, not personally. I wish I knew personally <laughs> from my trips to France, you know, like that um, smoking is so prevalent. Right. You know, I mean, Morgan and I have been to Europe and... The amount of smoking is like it's through the roof. It's like it's 1980s United States. It's crazy, like there's you know. The tinfoil ashtrays in the McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, and it's just not as looked down upon. Right, right. You know, grandma's having a cigarette with you know her grandson, yeah. and it's just it's it's much more common. So. We went into, I loved what you said about the stimulant thing, because it is, it's like right away you went to cigarettes are a stimulant. What else in our culture is a stimulant that is not looked down upon? Right, right. That is like, oh, we just easily let that one go. With the history of this, pulling in the stimulant thing really set up the defense strategy for the people who are being hurt by someone who's judging them Mm -hmm. because what it does is it already set up this oh so there could be another reason behind smoking than the one that you're judging me for which then so if i flip it on that person and say so there's no good reason to smoke there would never be a good reason for me to have a cigarette for me to have a cigar that could be a question i'd ask somebody who's judging me for smoking as wrong or bad or you're sinning because you smoke. And and you know what we've seen is what we're doing here with these this defense strategy when we're dealing with these bullies is we are asking a question or bringing up some perspective that is exposing the contradiction in their limitation side of this argument. The strict side yep. has a contradiction and ultimately the we're trying to help people. Mhm. But for those people who want to learn how to help people defend themselves, what we're really doing is giving you a tool to ask a question or make some statement that exposes the contradiction in that strict perspective. 
Awesome. Yeah, so that's essentially that is the the conflict that we see within the church. You know, the, there's going to be two different groups of people that have been hurt by people on the one side or the other perspective. So that's why, you know, in these conversations, we go at the limitation, at the strict side of the conjunctive. Right. Because they're they're usually the loudest. They're like what you said. They're the they're usually the bullies. Yeah, yeah. And they're the ones that are judging other people. And so that's how people are going to be hurt. They're going to be hurt by someone judging their salvation mm. based upon smoking, whether or not they smoke or not. And that's a lot of pressure. It is. And like the the one of the issues and why we're trying to help people learn these tools is the method these people, the the bullies use is intimidation. Mm-hmm. So we saw, even with Pastor Richard Tater calling in, he was very bold and and it was very quick, like clearly had a lot of Bible knowledge and that can be intimidating when you're on the other side of that. So how do we help those people deal with somebody who is... yeah intimidating but also smart right it's like they're so this is why what we're doing here is so important because we're giving anybody the tools they need to be able to and again it's like i'm not even trying to get these these people to help pastor richard tater i'm trying to get them to a place where they can defend themselves in the face of that so that they can limit the damage that's happening to them because if they don't the reality is they are there is damage being caused on these people who are being judged right so essentially what happens is is that like and what you said was amazing about there could be other things that god's talking to these people about aside from smoking right there could be other things like god's like well i want to address one thing and it's all going to build because he's looking to get down to the why he's looking to get down to you know why they're doing what they're doing and smoking could be you know, a reason why someone is, you know, self-medicating. They are smoking to mask these issues. And what's happening with these bullies, with the people that are judging, is that they walk up to someone, they tell them that how could God want you to ever smoke so you must not be hearing from God. And then these people want to stop smoking. However... They're battling with, like what you were saying, you know, they're battling with an addiction. Right. That's not just instantly solvable. You can't just muscle through your addiction and just instantly get over it through a bunch of effort. Just by addressing the context, just stop. Right. So these people are really hurt because they want to quit smoking and now they have someone judging their salvation. So that's when people just go, I'm out. I right. am I am done with these people right. because I already feel bad about smoking and now you're making me feel twice as bad as if I don't. Yeah, this leader in a church is telling me my salvation, implying my salvation's on the line. Is that supposed to help my sanctification? Is that supposed to help me want to walk back through those doors next week? And that's what I love about your defense strategy. So when, you know... What you're doing, you know, Music of Life Church, when people are having issues, what you're doing is 
by asking them, are you saying God is telling you that I need to quit smoking is you are literally giving, you're helping someone have a way to argue for why that person is telling them to quit smoking. Right. Which is so strategic. You're taking that situation and you're pushing that through them going, you know what? If God is telling you to tell me to quit smoking, then I'll do it right now. And that is going to hurt the bully. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and if they're not hearing from God, the contrast of that is this is a really great, healthy way to confront them and to realizing they're putting themselves in the place of God by being judgmental the way they are. Yeah, that's awesome. You also talked about this, you know, later. Well, what about cigars? Right. You know, are cigars okay? You came up with a scenario about when to smoke. So what about my grandpa used to smoke a pipe? Like like you brought up pipes yeah. and stuff like that. So that was really, really cool. So then we went into the freedom perspective or what we call the loose perspective. And essentially what you were saying is those people that argue that case are saying, well, it's my body. Right. I can do what I want. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Right. It might not even be about smoking. Like these people might not even like they may very well feel guilty for smoking. And most of the time they do. From my experience as an ex-smoker, most smokers want to quit. Like we it's not like we don't we it's not like there's not times we didn't enjoy it. We did, but it's not the most attractive habit and it does smell and it's expensive and for a myriad of reasons usually smokers want to quit just as bad as non-smokers want to quit if not more right but my issue is not even about the cigarettes it's about who are you to tell me that i shouldn't smoke and and it is so it's and so but if i'm in the church Mm -hmm. and i want to defend this and feel justified in it that's where I can pull up these verses that, you know, with Christ, I'm free. I have freedom in Christ. You nice. can't tell me what to do. He died for my sins. I'm righteous in Christ. So it doesn't matter if I smoke because my righteousness doesn't come by smoking or not smoking. So that would be how I'd defend it if I was on the freedom side. But the smoke in that situation, though, what's the unhealthy thing, the damage that's happening isn't even the smoking. It's the thought process behind the justification that's so damaging. It's so true because it's like I was smoking and I smoked for years and it was always, um, you know, why are you... I had, well, here I had friends that would stand outside of the doors of church and smoke cigarettes. Yep. But I didn't do that. Me neither. I would go to the back yep. of the church mm-hmm. or I would wash my hands or I would wear cologne. I would do this. I would do that. I would do all of these things to show that like, and then I would say blatantly, oh, I'm fine with it. I'm right. good. I'm good with it. Yeah, me too. So clearly, <laughs> right? So clearly we, we were on the freedom. We were yeah. in the freedom perspective yeah. and so that's why the only thing that would reach us, that reached you, that reached me, yep. was an unconscious confrontation. It was. We both shared an example of 
the, a real example of what actually worked for us. This is, and this is so powerful, right? Your unconscious brain, 90% of your brain, it has an accurate record of your external reality, right? right? So when you ask an unconscious confrontation, you're basically saying to your unconscious, is it just or not for you to smoke? Right, right. And through that unconscious confrontation, both you and I were like, oh, we can't. No matter how many people, as soon, if people were direct with us, it'd be like, nope, we're fine, we're good. But that unconscious confrontation, as soon as that landed. That was big, and I think that- We were done. I think this is where most smokers land. Now, we do see there's other, there's other areas smokers land for sure, but my argument for more smokers being in- this uh, on the loose side, the freedom side, is every pack of cigarettes you buy has the Surgeon General's warning on it. Mm-hmm. And if that worked, that would mean you were in a human thought process using your conscious brain, being convinced by some government appointed doctor that smoking's bad for you. <laughs> if that worked for everyone, then. There wouldn't be cigarettes anymore. And wouldn't those be really exciting commercials on TV? <laughs> that would be amazing advertisements on TV, right? Oh, yeah. You should buy this exercise equipment because it will help you get stronger and right. you will live longer. Right. And everyone would go, oh. Everyone's immediately healthy. Hey, great. I'm going to go day. get the, that exercise equipment. Right. right. That's, not the way that's not the way we work. No. So we went down the road of, again, you know, I asked you, what are you seeing in the church and what are your thoughts and that's when again it's all about the why yeah and this is where you know being i i really do think in this situation i i definitely see the benefit of empathy being a former smoker i can empathize with people who are smokers so that that helps me be more merciful but Regardless of that, what I'm realizing is that my reason for smoking isn't, and as much as that helps me be empathetic towards smokers, doesn't mean that everybody who's smoking had that, had or has that same reason. So through, honestly, through even just the research of doing this topic, the personal experience you and I have of being smokers, not only being smokers, but we were pastors of a church while still being smokers. <laughs> and so, so that's out. So, so that, it's a topic yeah. we can, we can't, we can absolutely talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah. we, so we know firsthand that it is an issue in the church, but through our own personal experience and then through even just preparing this, the, this topic I was really fascinated by the two other re- the two other main reasons for smoking apart from the one that I did where using it as a stimulant or or even using it because of the flavor because I mm-hmm. enjoy it it's mm-hmm. not about how much I'm smoking in a day it's not I need to smoke 20 pa- 20 cigarettes in a day it's I like it after a meal or it tastes good with coffee or when I you know I like I like to smoke when I'm driving. Right. All the way to that end perspective of this actually having an example in my life of smoking for someone else's benefit. 
it's opened up my mind to how how judged this topic is, how immediately and quickly judged this that smokers are and and how I'm I'm in that camp as well. Right. Even though I'm empathetic to smokers and I and I don't and I'm not on the judgment side of this and how I handle them, I do find myself quickly go to smokers are smoking because they're addicted to it. And mm-hmm. this is this this episode has really helped me realize I need to be careful with how I treat smokers and, and honestly with everybody and why they're doing what they're doing. Exactly. And that's what, I mean, that's what I want to camp on because whatever that person's reason is, you want to understand why they are doing it. Because if someone's like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm smoking and it's really hard. And then all of a sudden I go into this, you know, 30 minute rant about how difficult it was for me to smoke or um, f- difficult for me to stop smoking, then am I understanding them? Right. Am I understanding their perspective? Am I understanding why they are where they're at? Why they want to smoke or why they don't want to smoke? Right. And getting down to that. So then, Pastor Joel, you went through the levels of self-esteem. Right, which I did just kind of go, I just kind of went through them again. But it is this, you know, the first is, this person who's smoking because it's just an addiction. So what's guiding that person is the addiction. It's I smoke because I get a craving to smoke where that's low self-esteem. And, Perfect. and the mid self-esteem is that person who has a specific reason behind the smoking. There is a cause behind it and it's not the addiction. It's the flavor or, you know, for whatever reason we gave like that. And, and then the third was the high self-esteem is when that person is being guided by benefiting other people. And I, that's the one that kind of blew my mind where it's like, there, there is, like, because part of the thing I judge in smokers is not only really quickly to just judge that it's an addiction, but to judge that the solution is they should quit. Mm. And what I'm seeing here is there's actually two things two different levels of self-esteem that have good reasons behind smoking. Like the mid self-esteem is not bad. Nice. And the high self-esteem is good. So there's two of the three self-esteems that we covered where it's like, I shouldn't judge those people as if they should, like they, they should, or they ought to quit. Nice. So that leads us to our the ultimate answer or our conjunctive answer. And our conjunctive answer is what, Pastor Joel? Can you explain that? I love the the I can smoke as much as I want. There you go. There's your freedom. Oh, that feels good, right? Yeah. What? Really? Yeah, as much as you want. Yes. Yeah, go buy a carton. Go ahead. For the benefit of someone else. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So there, now we're going right back. Now we're going right back to the stories that you and I told. Were we smoking for another person's benefit? I I could answer for both of us based on our stories. No, and no. that's why those unconscious confrontations worked because it was it, we we weren't smoking for a just cause. Right. So if if someone can smoke as long as it doesn't hurt you or other people, then go for it. Right. 
So it just proves that, you know, if you're smoking for someone else's benefit, if you are smoking and it hurts you or it hurts that other person, then that is clearly not for their benefit. Right, right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know and we'll see you next time.